when you practice being present and you observe your thoughts without judgment, you can recognize the negative thought patterns and then consciously choose to reframe them. So that's where anxiety comes from. It's really like having not great thoughts, whether it's about yourself or somebody else or a situation you're in, just practicing that mindfulness and say, wait a sec, where am I going with this negative train right now? I don't need to do that. And then find the patterns when it happens. Hey, I'm Jade Ellison, a multi-passionate creative based out of New York City who's obsessed with personal development and anything business from marketing, branding, creating online programs to launches and helping you step into your true self so that you can share your gifts with the world. Gain insights with manifesting, creating life on purpose and get ready to elevate yourself in ways that will surprise even you. Included in your weekly dose of inspiration, get ready to be entertained, uplifted, and encouraged to take action with simple and easy-to-apply tips, tools, and strategies that fit into your busy daily life, sprinkled with some woo-woo along the way. From embracing your confidence to mastering success habits, setting achievable goals, and ways to harness positive mindsets and beliefs so that you can kick self-doubt and your inner critic to the curb where they belong. Whatever's on the topic call sheet, I'll help you navigate the raw, messy, and sometimes hilarious truths of achieving success, abundance, and happiness, all while encouraging you to become the best version of yourself. So think of me as your go-to girlfriend, talking over some coffee, getting real, and giving you some amazing advice to go from hot mess to thriving success. This is the Uber Savvy Life and Biz Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Uber Savvy Life and Biz Podcast, where together we'll unlock your true potential to design the life and business of your dreams. I'm your host, Jade Ellison, and today is a super special listener request coming in from Morgan and Brianna from Restore Hyper Wellness, a place that I love going to to get centered, which is incredible for optimizing your mind, body, and spirit. They have cryotherapy, red light therapy, as well as sauna and so much more. And I'll actually be dedicating a full episode on optimizing your mind, body and spirit in one of the upcoming episodes, though for this episode, they wanted to know what the best way is to deal with anxiety. They're both in their 20s and currently adulting while juggling responsibilities, all while wanting to enjoy life. So that's what we're going to be jumping into today, which is making anxiety your bitch. I'm kidding. I told Morgan I would say that. But it's all about kicking anxiety to the curb while acknowledging the root cause of it, accepting it, and then using these three easy ways to overcome anxiety. But before jumping in, if you would like weekly inspiration and would like to stay updated when I release new episodes, check out jadeellison.com and sign up for the VIP insider list where you'll get access to your Empowered Morning Mindset checklist, an awesome download you'll get completely free just for signing up, which will give you your ultimate caffeine-free boost to supercharge your mornings for success. So anxiety is kind of like, in my opinion, a silly bitch slap from the universe. I feel like it creeps up on us out of nowhere at times. Sometimes you're feeling so good, and I have gone through this numerous times. You're having a good day. You get centered in the morning after meditation. You're feeling good. But then all of a sudden, some external factor comes up or maybe something pops up in your mind or an event takes place which triggers a memory. And that's all fine and stuff, but you have to find a way to get those feelings and those thoughts that feel stuck inside of you 
and push them out back into the ethers because it's a cloudy feeling that could really get in the way from thinking clearly, from speaking clearly, and just being centered and doing your regular daily tasks from a place of ease and calm. And not to discount anxiety or any emotions you might be feeling. They're all relevant. They all matter. It's just knowing where these emotions and where these feelings come from. So that's what we're jumping into today. Three easy ways to overcome anxiety and really how each of these ways are related to certain causes of anxiety, because there's always that root cause, because it could come from a physical type of anxiety, social anxiety, or even just mindset anxiety, which technically all anxiety is a form of mindset anxiety. And that's why it's so important to control your thoughts before they manifest in your body as anxiety. So let's jump into the first easy way to overcome anxiety, and that's to calm your inner storm. And this is related to physical anxiety. So physical anxiety tends to manifest from a few different things. One, you have very active energy within your body and you're not moving it enough or you're not practicing certain breathing techniques, which I'll jump into in just a moment. Or you might be drinking too many stimulants, caffeine. That's why it's suggested to stay within 200 to 300 milligrams of caffeine a day. But if you're sensitive to caffeine, even staying below that from 100 to 200 might be where your body is most balanced from drinking a type of stimulant like caffeine or green tea or even those energy drinks, which I know you love those energy drinks. And even though the energy drinks that you use are more natural and don't have those artificial additives or colors or preservatives, you also want to keep those to the serving suggestion, which I believe is like one can a day because one of those cans have about 200 milligrams of caffeine. So if you're drinking energy drinks, that's going to manifest as physical anxiety. And that's what this first easy way to overcome anxiety will help you with. So to calm your inner storm with this physical type of anxiety, you could breathe it out. And there's three types of breathing methods that you could use which are really easy to do, especially if you're at work or if you're driving in your car. No one will think you're weird doing it because it's kind of this personal thing that you do for yourself. So the first one would be box breathing. And box breathing is a technique that involves inhaling for a certain count of four, then holding it for a count of four, then exhaling for a count of four, holding it again for a count of four. And that balanced breathing exercise will help regulate your nervous system. So I've done this several times before starting to film. I've done this when I've been on set. And I've also shared this with my clients who have signed up for the Spotlight Your Biz on Camera program, which is a confidence on camera program, because it's important to use this breathing method to calm that physical anxiety. Another type of breathing method that you could do is a diaphragmic type breathing method. I hope I'm saying that right. It's considered your deep belly breathing method, and it involves breathing really deeply into your diaphragm, allowing your lungs to fully expand and then breathing that out in one full breath. And a lot of yoga instructors use this type of breathing throughout their entire class. It's, I believe, called pranayama breathing in the yogi world. And that promotes relaxation and reduces that flight or fight response that anxiety causes when 
it manifests in the physical part of our body. Another type of breathing method that you could use is alternate nostril breathing. Now, you're not going to do this when you're in public or when you're driving in your car because it could look like you're like putting your finger, you know, up your nose. But this is called Nadi Sodhana breathing. It's a yogi type method which involves inhaling through one nostril while blocking the other nostril and then switching sides. It balances the left and right hemispheres of the brain and it promotes calmness and mental clarity. So you could do that at the end of the day when you incorporate a nighttime meditation in. You could sit there and literally block one nostril and then breathe it in and then breathe out and then do that again on the other side. Block that other nostril, breathe in and then breathe out. Another thing that you could do to calm your inner storm with this physical type of anxiety that might manifest from overstimulation of caffeine or if you just have a very hyper energy is to walk or do some light jogging. Move your body. That is so important. Moving your body to release anxiety is literally one of the best ways that I would suggest to release that physical anxiety. That's what I do because it needs to move. It's just energy that's kind of tied up in that solar plexus area, that upper part of your chest, and you just have to move it out of your body because otherwise it could manifest in other forms and you don't want anxiety to later cause ailments that might take place from not moving that energy out of your body. Another thing that you could do to move and release the anxiety from your body is doing yoga or stretching. There's a really cool place. I believe it's on the East Coast and it's moving throughout the States. It's called Stretch Lab. And there's all different types of stretch places that you go to and you have assistance to stretch your body. And that stretching literally moves the energy in your body. It stretches you. It gets your ligaments nice and warm. It allows your body to be more flexible and a lot of that pent-up anxiety could be released. So that's super important, especially yoga. When you could get yourself to a yoga class, there's different types of yoga. There's hot yoga, which is more of that vinyasa style. I don't want to say athletic style yoga, but you do tend to move more in those style of classes and you sweat. Or you could do traditional yoga, which is the poses and different salutations that your yoga instructor will walk you through. But either way, doing some gentle stretching or yoga will promote that relaxation and release that muscle tension. And that's what you want to do because it encourages that mindful movement, which will help divert the mind from those anxious thoughts. And we could all use that, right? Another one that you could use to move and release this anxiety from your body is shake it up and dance it out. That's actually a bonus chapter in my upcoming book. And you could just engage in that type of dance or even do like an aerobic style workout, like where you're listening to music and you're doing a very specific routine style workout. There's workouts on YouTube that you could do. There's apps that have workouts. You could listen to music and just do that. And it's a way of self-expression and being fun and silly with yourself and releasing that pent-up anxiety. So when you do that and you get moving, you alleviate this type of physical anxiety. And you could use this anytime you want to keep your mood and energy high vibe. And you'll soon see how powerful you are that you could have control of your own thoughts, your body, and your feelings. And using these techniques from this first way 
will help provide that practical approach to managing this physical anxiety that we all go through and using the controlled breathing and also moving to release it from your body is going to be super helpful. And there's this really cool study conducted by Harvard that showed regular mindfulness meditation has been linked to significantly reduced symptoms of anxiety and stress leading to improved mental well-being. And meditation is just a form of breathing and being conscious of your breaths, just as I shared. So sometimes you can't stop in your busy day to just meditate, close your eyes and sit with some type of yoga pose. But if you're on the subway, you could incorporate those breathing techniques that I shared. And also at some point in the day, you could incorporate some type of movement, whether it be walking or lightly jogging, doing some stretching or even taking a yoga class or shaking it up and dancing it out and doing some dance for yourself just to be silly and have that type of self-expression, as well as you could even do an online aerobic workout to some of your favorite songs. And that brings us to the second easy way to overcome anxiety, and that's connecting authentically with others. This is related to social anxiety. And let me just tell you, I have been a very outgoing person my entire life. And when the world shut down, I would say from like 2020 to when did it start opening up later in 2021, I developed a degree of social anxiety, not necessarily for when I went to my Pilates classes or when I was just interacting with people at the store. But I would say in terms of even just getting together with my friends, I felt like I couldn't share personal experiences with them. I would look out and see their lives on social media and think, wow, they're doing really great. What do I have to share? And I developed this mindset around that, that I probably self-induced on my own, or probably it was just an effect of the world being closed and all of us being in solitude with ourselves. So connecting with others is super important to reduce this social type of anxiety. And you could do that by practicing being more vulnerable with others. You just share your personal experiences with them, open up about how you're feeling, what your true emotions are, and know that you could create that safe space for yourself by sharing with others because then it allows them to open up and share and realize, hey, you feel this way too? Oh, this is a normal feeling? Okay, let's talk about it. And then that fosters a really deep connection with each other. So a personal experience with me is when I had a audition for a role on a new TV pilot this was several years ago. I showed up late for the audition, so I was already feeling anxious. And then I saw other actors there. And I'm usually really nice to other actors, but depending on like the role, you could tell that some actors are really in their heads when they show up to the casting room in the waiting area and they don't make eye contact or they don't want to smile at you. But that makes sense because we're all just doing our scenes in our minds prepping before we go into the room. So I was already anxious. And then I saw this other actress who I know was doing well with TV and probably had booked some of the jobs that I didn't get. And I saw her. So that added to my anxiety because she didn't smile back at me. Then I went into the room. I thought I messed up on this particular project and left the casting office not feeling so great. And that was all like this mental game I was playing with myself. 
And then I ended up booking the job for this really great pilot, which did not get picked up, but it ended up turning into an even bigger role than what my agent at the time had submitted me for. They ended up giving me more scenes. They ended up putting me in the guest trailer. If you've ever been to a major city and you've seen like streets closed off, there's the honeybee trailers, which are the smaller trailers for the co-stars. And then they have bigger trailers for the guest stars, which is, I would say, two or three times the size of one of the honeybee trailers. I mean, any actor, when you're first starting out, you're super happy to be in the honeybee trailer. But I had been on a few shows, so I was super happy to be in the guest star trailer. So sometimes we awfulize these own things and the social anxiety gets pent up for no reason. So I just wanted to share that with you, that sometimes we think things in our minds that aren't actually happening in the outer world, if that makes any sense. Another thing you could do to connect authentically with others is when you're in a social environment, just ask open-ended questions. I mean, that's simple. How are you? What have you been up to lately? Share more about that. I mean, yes, I'm letting you know that these are things that I do. And I know having the podcast has actually helped me become a better listener. And then after you ask these open-ended questions, it encourages you to have more meaningful conversations. And then it shows a genuine interest in the other person with their thoughts and feelings. And then they'll show more of a genuine interest in your thoughts and feelings as well. And be honest about how you feel. Express in the conversation like how you're feeling. If you feel a sense of discomfort or you're feeling vulnerable, that could, like I said, lead to more of that authentic interaction. So there's times with certain people in my life, they want to just talk about the news or they want to talk about something really bad that happened as soon as I meet them. I haven't seen you in so long. Share with me what's going on in your life because we could talk about this outside situation. But if it's not currently affecting you right now, I want to know what's going on with you. How have you been? How is your health? What have you been up to lately? All of that will really create that connection authentically. And then you could practice also the power of active listening. So I can't tell you how many times that I've been somewhere and somebody will really engage with me and look directly into my eyes as I'm talking. And I feel like, wow, they're really listening. So when you maintain that eye contact and keep your body language open, instead of crossing your arms, do you know you could stand there and cross your arms? That kind of closes the other person out. When you're faced towards them instead of faced sideways, you know, like rather than sitting at a table and moving your body completely sideways and looking away from the person, look to the person, open your body to the person, not open your body to the person, but open yourself, your torso, meaning your shoulders and your upper torso to the person because that signals to the other person you're speaking to that you're fully engaged and you're attentive in the conversation. Also, like if you're in the middle of work, put down your phone or put down the thing you're doing and really listen to the other person. And if you can't stop doing what you're doing, just say, hey, give me a minute. I really want to give you my full attention right now. Another way to engage the power of active listening is reflecting back and summarizing to the person what you just heard, because it's basically saying, oh, your cat lived till 19. Wow, my cat just passed away at 18 in like a few months. And that's true. I had my cat Marley 
which I've talked about my pups a lot, but I don't know if I've shared that I had cats. I had four furry kitties at one point. We had Lacey, who left in May, and Cooper, who's four years old. Lacey was 15. Marley, our male cat, was 18 and three months when he decided to say, you know, peace out. That was about a month and a half ago. And then my girl cat, Hannah, Banana, just left Earth, you know, last week. And that was really unexpected. And when you share things with others and they share back to you, oh, my cat lived for this long or my dog lived for this long, it just shows that there's this active listening and reflecting back and forth and that you really value each other's perspectives. Because I know that this really sweet woman at Trader Joe's, she also has furry kitties and she had been asking how my furry kitties have been doing. And that's why I kind of went on this little tangent to share with you what happened with my cats. So I thankfully have Cooper, who's four years old. He is my Boston Terrier and my four-month-old, who's almost five-month-old, Kaylee, who is also my other Boston Terrier. So thank goodness for my furry kitties because my home would feel like an empty nest. Oh, my gosh. So before I digress, another powerful way to actively listen is to avoid interrupting or preparing a response. Have you ever spoken to somebody where you could tell they kind of glaze off because they're preparing what they're going to say next? I used to do that a long time ago. I've become better with listening because I feel like I've shared this in other episodes. I had done makeup when I was in college and then I went into pharmaceutical sales for a few years. And the training in pharmaceutical sales in terms of sales jobs is bar none. The companies I have been with have literally trained my ability to ask questions and listen and wait for the response. Because when we resist the urge to interrupt somebody else while formulating a response in our mind, while the other person's thinking, it focuses our attention on understanding where they're coming from. And then it gives a more authentic response. So I know that sometimes when we have that social anxiety, it's almost like you don't necessarily feel comfortable in the setting. And I know that's not necessarily the type of anxiety that you asked about, Morgan and Brianna. I know that this isn't necessarily for you all because you're both very outgoing and you both listen and you're both great at listening. But I would say that this is just for anyone else who might have that social type of anxiety. I just wanted to share the different experiences that I've gone through. And also just to encourage anybody who goes through this type of social anxiety, that feeling vulnerable And practicing this act of listening can really help foster that deeper, more meaningful connection. And it helps combat that social anxiety because I'm not saying go out and talk to 10 people in one day, but speaking to that one person and opening up and then speaking to the next person and opening up and realizing, wow, we actually have a lot more in common with just the general well-being and human emotions and human interactions and the events that we go through as people in our daily lives, a lot of them overlap and are similar to each other than different. So when you look for the similarities that you have with others, it's actually easier to connect with them and really help combat that social type of anxiety and truly help connect authentically with others. So before jumping into the last easy way to overcome anxiety, if you're enjoying this episode, if you could share it with three friends that you feel would like the topics discussed in this episode, that would be amazing because you never know who you could uplift. And if you could also give it five stars on the podcast listening app you're on, 
it helps get this podcast in front of more like-minded listeners like yourself and allows me to continue to bring you fresh new content just like this. And don't forget to visit jadeellison.com to grab your Empowered Morning Mindset checklist and get some awesome weekly inspiration delivered straight to your inbox. And by the way, the Empowered Morning Mindset checklist, it's a super cool download. Doing those daily things in the morning will also help alleviate any anxiety from creeping into your day. So I would highly suggest to pause this and go grab your Empowered Morning Mindset checklist if you have been listening to these episodes and have yet to do that. So now for the last and final way, which is the third easy way to overcome anxiety, is to master your inner dialogue. And that's what this is all about. And this is related to mindset type of anxiety or that mental anxiety. This is really harnessing your ultimate mind power. And I feel like all anxiety is really a mental game anyway that we play with ourselves daily. And if you don't have anxiety and you're listening to this episode, please write in because I would love to know how you balance your life and how you're able to combat any thoughts from affecting you because that's really awesome. I mean, unless you're drinking like kava tea and you're just like a super chill person every single day and you have no responsibilities. I mean, that sounds like you're on vacation all the time, but please write in. I would love to know. Otherwise, for those of you who are tuned in, who feel like, oh, I definitely have that mindset style of anxiety. Mastering your inner dialogue is going to absolutely help you. And I like to call it mind games. Like all day long, I'm playing mind games with myself. Because if you could live in my head, which I would not suggest, it's a constant recalibration all day long. I mean, there's thoughts that creep in. I'm like, where did you even come from? And I feel like thoughts are these wave patterns. So sometimes you could look at yourself as like an antenna. And if you're having thoughts stream in at one point or like whether you're standing at work or you're in a different part of your house, just move. Because sometimes even just shifting where you're standing or shifting where you're sitting or moving to a different part of your work area will like cause a different perspective and then really help give you that ultimate mind power and being like, hold on, wait, what do I want to focus on right now? But let's find out how you can master your inner dialogue. And that would be challenge your negative thoughts, which I just shared. I'm constantly moving myself, recalibrating myself, finding out where any negative thoughts might have creeped in. And you can do this in a practical way, which is called cognitive restructuring. And that's identifying and challenging those negative thought patterns and replacing them with more balanced and positive thoughts. And this is a method done by Dr. Martin Siegelman, who works in positive psychology. And this involves being fully immersed in your activity to provide a sense of flow of your mind and absorbing what it is that you're focused on. And that's basically what I just shared, shifting your body from one place to another, recognizing, hey, wait a sec, where did this thought creep in from? Why did this thought come into my mind? And what can I do to recalibrate this particular thought because it's not serving me in this moment right now. And doing this consciously throughout your day will help alleviate that mental anxiety, which then manifests into physical anxiety. So being conscious of your thoughts, I mean, this is your ultimate mind power. If you could get a hold of this, you could alleviate that daily feeling of anxiety. 
So I would say, even though I go through different levels of anxiety, it's not daily. I've been able to grab a hold of my mind and really focus my attention more so on things that are going to fuel me and lift my mind up with positive things. And this is practice. Just how you might want to eat healthy or get into physical shape, or you might want to have better relationships, it's practice. It's showing up again and again for yourself, for that particular area of your life, for that particular area of your business. If you want to be better with coaching clients, you have to practice coaching more clients. Even if that means doing some beta tests with clients with your new programs, this all is practice and it's all about capturing your thoughts before they go off on their own tangents. Another thing you could do to challenge these negative thoughts is just being mindful and aware throughout your day. When you practice being present and you observe your thoughts without judgment, you can recognize the negative thought patterns and then consciously choose to reframe them. So that's where anxiety comes from. It's really like having not great thoughts, whether it's about yourself or somebody else or a situation you're in, just practicing that mindfulness and say, wait a sec, where am I going with this negative train right now? I don't need to do that. And then find the patterns when it happens. Are they being triggered by a certain person? Are they being triggered from going to work and knowing that you have to do certain responsibilities that you don't want to do? Maybe you could look at it and think, well, how could I reframe that? Or what type of activities at work do I like doing? Or what is it about this person that I do like? So I believe I read somewhere it was just like for every one complaint, you have to have 10 things you appreciate to counteract that negative thought. And I use this often, especially in relationships, but practicing being conscious and mindful and aware of where these thoughts come from, you're able to like recognize those negative patterns and then consciously choose to reframe them. And another thing that you could do is use positive affirmations. I've shared this so many times. Anytime that you have a negative thought, you could just counteract that with a positive thought to affirm your worth, your capabilities, things that you're good at. And you could just turn any negative situation around in your mind because you do have ultimate mind power and you can turn things around. It's just habit. It's just mindfulness, conscious awareness of it, and just knowing that you have the power to choose your thoughts and you have the power to reduce your anxiety and you can do this. You got this. I know you can because if I could do it, you could do it. And another way to master your inner dialogue is to really amplify your appreciation. I just shared that. When you have a negative thought about a person or a situation or work, for every one negative thought, you have to have 10 appreciative thoughts about that thing. So you could amplify your appreciation in different ways. You could take down digital notes on like your note app in your phone. So depending on what type of smartphone you have, you could just have like a thank you list and write down general things that you're thankful for. You might be thankful to have 20-20 vision or have your two hands and your two feet, have the ability to walk, have the ability to speak, to hear, the ability to drive a car. I mean, lucky you. We're in a wave of abundance, even though it might feel like when you look out into the world that there's lack in terms of what's going on on the news. But when you like focus your energy back in, you realize how lucky we are compared to 100 years ago. There wasn't cell phones for every single household 100 years ago or televisions in every single household 100 years ago. 
we're at such a fortunate time right now. It's so easy to get swept up and feel like we don't have things because you look out and you see what other people have or you look out and you see the lack on the news. No, there's so much to be thankful for. So appreciate what you do have, what is working in your life. You could also use the voice memos or the voice recording apps that you have in your phone. There's a lot of smartphones that have those built in as a standard app. I do that. I'll go voice record something funny that happened and listen back to it. I'll even do funny accents, even if nobody hears them, because I like listening to different accents and seeing how well I could do the different accents. I have my New York accent that I like to do. I have my Southern accent that I like to do. I have my British accent, which you've heard me do several times that I like to do. And I have different accents that I jump in and out of. But I do that in the voice memo app because it's funny and it helps to uplift me. Anytime I'm like going through something emotionally or I'm having anxiety or I'm awfulizing something, I do anything I can to snap out of it. So you have that ultimate mind power and you could do that. So recording something funny or a funny conversation that happened and remind yourself to go back and listen so it could help uplift you and then you'll be in a happier place and that will increase your energy and your mood and help kick out that anxiety anytime it creeps in. And you could also do like a visual board or a vision board or those photo collages. So I've shared this in other episodes where you could do a virtual vision board on like your Pinterest app. You could do a private board and save images and quotes or symbols, places that you want to visit. Things really ignite that feeling inside of you of like happiness, because once you focus to a different type of emotion, that feeling of anxiety will definitely subside. And something you could do, for instance, on the next rainy Sunday is I'm sure you have tons of photos on your phone. You could organize them and do some favorites and then actually create folders for different things in your phone. You could do like friend photos, like an album. You could do experiences. You could do your food photos. I'm a foodie, so I love to take photos of my food, even though I don't share it with anybody. I just like remembering what I ate and doing really fun photos like that. You could do that. And then like you could look back at that and really find a sense of appreciation when you look back at those particular things. It helps to amplify your appreciation. And when you do that, it helps to subside the anxiety. So consciously taking time and doing this doing that cognitive restructuring with your mindset and having that creative way to amplify your appreciation, which is kind of similar to like gratitude journaling, really helps to shift your mindset towards positivity and cultivate a more optimistic outlook in life. And this practice really does have a profound effect on your overall well-being. And I know it might seem like I'm a Pollyanna and I'm like, just be positive, just be positive. It's not always easy to be positive. But you could focus on the next feeling up from being anxious. And that next feeling up is like being hopeful. That next feeling up from being hopeful is being like confident. I could do this and just keep shifting those emotions up. And you get to choose. I mean, you could choose to take what I'm sharing in this episode and really apply it to your life, whatever resonates with you. But just know you have the ultimate mind power to really make a difference in your life. And when you do that, it's going to have a ripple effect on other parts of your life and really help to soothe that anxiety. And I'd love to leave you with this incredible quote. 
The greatest weapon against stress is our ability to choose one thought over another. William James, American philosopher and psychologist. And I also have this new segment, which I've been doing, the Uber Savvy Fun Tip. And these are four actions to easily overcome anxiety. One is the BS game. You know, the game that we played when we were kids. I think it was like a card game or you tell a story and your friends or the other players would have to call bullshit. Well, you could do that to get rid of your anxiety ridden thoughts. Simply write them down on a piece of paper or post it wherever you are. Write the things that you're anxious about. But instead of calling bullshit, you can call it the bull shredder. I know that sounds silly, but you could call it the bull shredder, meaning you rip them up in pieces after you write them down and say, nope, I don't have room for you in my mind. Get out and throw it in the garbage. Because once you get it out of your mind and throw it out, it's like one less thing that's building up inside of you and giving you that feeling of anxiety that's unnecessary and you could move past. Another action you could do is silly salutations. So instead of yoga poses, you could do superhero poses or just do confident poses and stand upright because our body posture has an effect on our emotions. And you can try different poses and even add some music to break out and dance because when you could make it not so serious and you're like, I'm going to get this out of my body, it gets out of your body. Another thing you could do is creation mode. Get a coloring book. Get an adult coloring book. An adult coloring book. That sounds like really funny. This is not an R-rated segment. I'm talking about like (laughs) those coloring books that have like those specific patterns, those symmetrical patterns. You could color, stay within the lines because when you do that and you focus on creating something or coloring, it activates a different part of your brain and it helps refocus that energy to alleviate that anxiety. Another thing you could do is kick it or row it out. So there's fun group fitness classes. I've shared this multiple times. You could do something called Class Pass. I believe it's in the States and you sign up for whatever membership level that works for your lifestyle. And you could do four classes, six classes. I think some membership levels, you could do 12 classes a month, depending what you sign up for. And there's different types of classes. There's kickboxing classes. There's yoga classes. There's rowing classes. I know there's this place called Row House out here on the East Coast. And there is another kickboxing place that's also part of Class Pass. But you could look, whether you're in a major city or you're in a local suburb, and see what Class Pass businesses are available and decide, is this something that you want to do? And I've used that multiple times in New York City, in Miami, in New Jersey, in Los Angeles. One membership, wherever you are, usually will cover you in other locations that you go. So if you travel, you could stay active. So you could use any of those four actions to easily overcome anxiety and add that to your toolbox. So just to recap, the three easy ways to overcome anxiety. The first way was to calm your inner storm, and that's related to your physical anxiety. Doing different types of breathing methods, such as box breathing, which I shared, you could inhale for four counts, hold it for four counts, exhale for four counts, hold that for four counts, and then repeat that two, three, four times, depending on your level of anxiety. And that will really help regulate and reduce that anxiety and calm your nervous system. And that's an easy one that you could do, whether you're at work or you're driving, you're walking, 
to work. You don't need to be alone to do that. So box breathing is something that I use often. You could also do diaphragmic breathing. That's known as deep belly breathing. And that involves deeply breathing into your diaphragm, allowing your lungs to fully expand and then breathing it all out. And that promotes relaxation and reduces that flight or fight response. This style of breathing is also associated with a lot of yoga classes and having a great yoga instructor will really help you breathe in and out through each of those poses and really helps to balance your nervous system and your body. Another style of breathing is alternate nostril breathing, which is Nadi Sodahana, which is a yogi style technique involving inhaling through one nostril while blocking the other and then switching sides. Because this style of breathing helps to balance your left and right hemispheres of your brain and it promotes calmness and mental clarity. So this style of breathing, the alternate nostril breathing, Nadi Sodahana, I would definitely do that. Maybe when you're in your own private setting. I don't know if you want to do that in your car. I guess you could do that in your car or when you're at work when nobody's around. And then another way to calm your inner storm with this physical type of anxiety is to walk or lightly jog. Engaging in a brisk walk or a light jog releases endorphins, which are just natural mood lifters. And that physical activity will help to dissipate any built up tension in the body as well. You could also do yoga or stretching. There's places called Stretch Lab here in the States or any style of stretching. It's assisted stretching or yoga, doing yoga classes, because gently stretching and doing yoga poses will promote relaxation and release muscle tension. And that's really what anxiety is in terms of like physical anxiety. It also encourages your mindful movement, which could divert your mind from those anxious thoughts. And I know that I often do any type of stretching or yoga throughout the day, even if it's just like one or two poses, just kind of like move those thoughts out of my mind. You could also shake it up and dance it out, which is a bonus chapter in my upcoming book. And that's basically like a fun way to have self-expression and release that pent up energy. And that's just another fun way of getting yourself to move to alleviate that physical anxiety. Also, you could do an aerobic workout to like a YouTube video and put on your own favorite music and just make it fun because it's whatever you want to do that will help you in your own personal way, get it out of your body <laughs> because that's really the goal of this particular episode. And the second way to easily overcome anxiety is connecting authentically with others. And this is related to social anxiety. So put yourself out there, share your personal experiences. Open up about what you're going through, what emotions you're having, because when you do that, you create a safe space, not only for yourself, but for others to do the same. And that really authentically helps to deepen connections. And you could share what you're going through, whether personally, in a relationship, with work, because you never know, maybe they have some advice to help you move past that. And practicing this type of vulnerability, you could ask open-ended questions. It encourages meaningful conversations like, how are you? How has your day been? What good things have happened to you lately? I love to ask that because that throws people off. And I don't do it to throw people off because a lot of times you ask somebody how they're doing. Oh, same old. No, you don't want it to be same old. You want to know what new things happen because when you help somebody see that new things are happening to them, 
it helps them kind of like wake up and be like, oh, good things are happening. And that encourages more meaningful conversations by asking those style of questions instead of like yes, no questions. And it shows that interest genuinely in the other person with their thoughts and feelings. And then being honest about your feelings. I shared that already. Being vulnerable and sharing how you really feel about a situation, even if it involves like feeling discomfort, because that could lead to more of an authentic connection with somebody. You might be at work and you might be put on a schedule on a day that you have other personal things that you want to do. And if you're not speaking up and letting your manager know or the owner know, hey, I have something that really matters to me. It might feel uncomfortable for you to share with them, but how would they know if you have something else going on in your life unless you share it? And then they could help adjust the schedule. And then you will realize that feeling of discomfort was because of your own uncertainty and not really seeing it from a greater perspective of them being able to help you. Another way to connect authentically with others is the power of active listening. Maintain eye contact and have good body language because it shows that when you're open and your torso is facing them and you're focused and you're looking into their beautiful eyes, it shows that you're engaged and attentive in the conversation and it makes them want to be engaged and attentive in the conversation that you are having with them as well. And then you can reflect back what you hear or paraphrase back what you hear them saying, because that shows that you're really actively listening and that you care and value their perspective. And when you do that, it just really helps to deepen that connection and alleviate that social anxiety. And definitely with the power of active listening, avoid preparing your response or interrupting others. I used to be horrible at this, but because of the different types of sales training I have gone through, I have shared that when I was in college, I had done makeup and then I went into pharmaceutical sales and the pharmaceutical industry, I would say, has the top sales training in terms of getting yourself to understand and listen and then provide the value of whatever it is that the product that they're training you on is. You know, I know how important it is to listen instead of formulating your response, because then you really understand what's being said. And by encouraging this vulnerability and practicing this active listening, you could really foster these deeper, more meaningful connections and combat social anxiety. And I'm not saying that you have that, but for any of you who are listening who do have social anxiety, when you connect more authentically with others and start with just one person, I'm not saying if you're introverted, go out and make 10 new friends, but go out and talk to the one person at work who maybe you haven't spoken to before. And then you'll realize how much more things in common that you have. And the last and third easy way to overcome anxiety is to master your inner dialogue, which is related to mindset anxiety or mental anxiety and really is your ultimate mind power. And I feel like basically all anxiety is a mental game that we play with ourselves daily. And all anxiety does kind of stem from our thoughts and then manifests in different ways whether it be physically or social anxiety. So when you could have your ultimate mind power with this third easy way, it will help to alleviate anxiety in the other areas of your life. And you could challenge negative thoughts. And that's through cognitive restructuring. That's identifying and challenging the negative thought that you have, those negative thought patterns, and replacing them with more balanced and positive interpretations. 
And that's what Martin Siegelman's work in positive psychology emphasizes with this specific technique. Another way that you could challenge these negative thoughts is practicing mindfulness and awareness. Just being present in the moment and observing your thoughts without judgment and just being able to recognize those negative thought patterns, you're able to consciously choose to reframe them. So as I've shared, when I have these weird negative thoughts that creep up or these anxious thoughts that creep up, whether I'm sitting or I'm standing in an area of my house or I'm at work, I physically move my body to another area because we're like antennas. You know, if you could picture us being antennas, there was this movie a long time ago with Scarlett Johansson. I can't remember the name, but I remember seeing like streams of energy above all the people where she was able to see the streams of energy. So if you look at yourself as like an antenna, it's kind of like what thought patterns are you tapping into and just shifting your body to even another physical location allows you to kind of like interrupt that negative thought pattern and then consciously choose to reframe it with something more positive. You could also use affirmations. I've shared this so many times. Using positive affirmations to counteract any negative self-talk and repeating empowering statements to affirm your worth, your capabilities, your potential. And then you could stop it before you go down negative town and turn that around right now because you have the power to focus your mind and you have the power within you to focus your attention on things that matter. It's a habit, of course, like anything else, like eating healthy or going to the gym or practicing mindfulness or having great communications with others or being a good friend. It's a habit. You have to give to your mind and fuel yourself with positive things, just like you have to give your body healthy foods to feel good. You have to give your mind good thoughts to feel good, which goes into amplifying your appreciation. So this is another way to master your inner dialogue. Instead of just having scattered thoughts, being more conscious with your thoughts. And this is how you could really do it in a more practical way. You could use the digital notes app in your smartphone and take down any notes of good moments that happen throughout your day. And it's more of like a modern approach, I guess, than like the gratitude journaling. I love writing. And this is a super easy approach in terms of amplifying your appreciation. You could also use your voice memos or that recording app, depending on what smartphone you have, and just record any voice memos or any audio notes that express appreciation for specific things or experiences that you just went through. Because hearing your own voice helps to enhance that emotional impact of your own personal reflections. And even when funny things happen, I love to use the voice app and speak in different accents into the voice app and remind myself like good things that happened. Because when you listen to your own voice, you're usually in a happier place. And then when you're like in a lower mood or you're stressed or you're anxious and you want to uplift your mood, and then you could listen to your own voice that you recorded and the energy of that mood will help uplift you and bring you back to that feeling of that funny or that good moment that you remembered and really kick out anxiety anytime it creeps in. And then you could also use vision boards or those virtual vision boards like I've shared or do a photo collage. You could actually create those images and quotes and symbols that represent things that you're grateful for. And you could compile these and use this anytime you want to increase and amplify your appreciation. I mean, we have so many photos on our phones. So next time it's a rainy Sunday, you could sit 
on the couch with a cozy blanket and just start organizing the photos on your phones in different albums, your friend's album, your foodie album of fun food photos. If you take photos of food like I do, you could also do different screenshot albums, favorite vacation albums, and then you could go back and take a look anytime you need that boost of appreciation to move yourself out of anxiety. So by incorporating these strategies into your daily life, you'll be well on your way to manifesting a life free from the constraints of anxiety, whether physical, social, or that mindset anxiety. Because remember, you could do this and it's just one step, one thought at a time. From calming your physical anxiety and using those breathing techniques along with the physical movements to connecting authentically and combating any social anxiety by just sharing your experiences and being more vulnerable and the power of active listening to mastering your own inner dialogue to help with that mindset anxiety with that cognitive restructuring and replacing any of those negative thoughts with positive thoughts, just being mindful, amplifying your appreciation, doing these practical techniques which are supported by research and great insights can really help provide you with actionable steps to transform your relationship with anxiety. So I hope you found that super helpful. Whichever style of anxiety you have, if you have the physical anxiety because you just drink too much caffeine, I would definitely suggest to reduce it down to one serving a day if you can and move your body more because that's just a lot of pent up energy in your body. Or if you have some level of social anxiety, and just connecting with others in a more authentic way, or if you go through some mindset anxiety, using these practices will really help to shift you out from those lower moods and give you that ultimate mind power that you can shift out of anxiety and just really boost your own mood and energy anytime you need it. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Uber Savvy Life and Biz podcast. That was awesome. I appreciate you. Stay committed to your vision, take consistent action, and know that great things are on the other side of that door. Because remember, only you hold the key to unlock your dream life. So why not start today? I'll see you next time. Thanks so much. Can I just say you're awesome. You just finished an episode of the Uber Savvy Life and Biz podcast. If you like this episode, feel free to leave a nice review and rate it five stars if you found it helpful. But if not, please don't rate it four stars. Just ignore this part. However, if you did like it, make sure you share it with a friend who may find some value in the topics discussed today. Be sure to share it with them because you never know who you could uplift. Also, if you want more, check out the show notes in the description, which would include any links that may have been mentioned in this episode. Are you still listening? Are you waiting for a blooper reel? That'd be a really fun idea to throw in at times. But seriously, are you tired of foggy mornings? Go to jadeellison.com to grab your ultimate caffeine-free boost to supercharge your mornings for success. That's right, your empowered morning mindset checklist. Y'all, great day is just a thought away. You guys ready? Are you ready for the noise to be brought? This is going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It's going to be good. It's going to be a great day. There was a commercial a few years back. Oh my gosh, my hubby and I, we just recited that over and over again. It was, gosh, I don't remember, but this couple went on a trip. They were in a hotel room and it was like their first trip away. 
And apparently there was like construction going on right outside of their window. And the husband was just, he played a really sarcastic fella. He was funny. The guy who was cast for the husband part, he goes, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be a great day. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be a great day. So my hubby and I say that anytime shit hits the fan, we're like, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be a great day. <laughs> All right. Let's do this to this. La, 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 la. All right. Cool. 12, 12, baby. I wish for the one. Take Wanda and first go. Let's see. <laughs>